When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born In ready. five, four, three. Welcome to Opinions That Don't Matter, a podcast where we discuss the latest hot button issues and controversial topics, but with a twist. We only feature opinions that don't matter. Our goal is to provide a comedic and lighthearted take on the news and current events. And to remind our listeners that not every opinion out there is worth taking seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our irreverent take on the world around us. I like your reading voice for scripted material. That was written by a robot. Oh, really? Yes. I like it. Chat GPT number oh, three. Sean's like obsessed and it's weird. I have a new best friend and it's an AI. And it's called an artificial intelligence bot. <laughs> it just writes lovely things about us. I don't know if that's so much lovely. Opinions that don't matter is a podcast where two hosts who have a wide range of perspectives discuss and debate hot button issues. Hot no, button. we don't. Hot button. Hot button. Hot button, dun 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 dun. Right on. That's I got a, a fever forever. Hundred and three. I like that. That's the opinions that don't matter that I'm here for. The singing, my lovely wife Katie, myself Sean, and you, the audience. Let's get this started. Let's get this started. No more AI. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Do you know who he is? The no. musician. No. Um, he's he's a pretty big deal, I guess. He's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. He's you know I. I I'm not really into his music, but some people are, and mm-hmm. it's dark and it's uh, religious undertones and um, oh, those religious undertones yeah, but, called but religious he, trauma. He just recently a fan sent him a song. Nick Cave is known as a lyricist and dark and moody, mm-hmm. and one of his fans sent him a song that was written by Chat GPT. Oh yeah, and he was like, "It's really good." No, he he was uh, he was he panned it completely. He said, "This is trash." The computer has no soul. It's never been anywhere. How can it write lyrics? You know, um, oh. it's just a bad imitation. And I thought, well, good for him for you know, sticking to his guns. And but, anyways, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't. I don't either. People of all generations are going to have a hard time letting computers do what they think they do so well. I think that's an ego response. Yeah. Nick Nick Cave. I keep want to say Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Who only also. who only plays Nick Cage? <laughs> in every movie he's Nick mm-hmm. Cage but um, I mean I don't like the idea of it either because it's a weird transition but I feel like in order to stay up with the world and to continue to be or able to have relevant conversations you have to be open to stuff like this oh for sure um, artificial intelligence <laughs> artificial intelligence <laughs> Say that one time fast. is not going away no um it's here to stay it's going to get better it's going to become seamless we're going to work with it and it's going to allow us to be better as people so we're going to have even more you know you whenever you have a question you just look up your phone and but you, i feel like that's like i don't really like that whole thing we're going to be superheroes everyone's n- going to have all this information these tools at our hands who mm. needs to you know use their brain go to a museum to see a mona lisa when you can have ai just make a new one you know do you see all the error of your ways yeah. i can't get on board for that because 
to to Nick Cave Cage's response, um, there is the not I don't want to call it the X Factor because they made that stupid show that I hate, but this other portion that AI cannot imitate. Mm. when it comes to us feeling inspired and having certain language because the only way ai gets smart is if we teach it what we know so we still have to know things oh it still needs the people juice for sure but if we don't give it the people juice if people are just like drones like looking things up on their phone not taking an opportunity to see uh i don't know anything art related go to a theater and watch a show see a ballet go to an art exhibit uh try your hand at playing guitar or writing poetry or listening to music and you know whatever if we don't do that get outdoors well take it in then the ai only gets dumber as we get dumber sure that makes sense what do you think about artificial intelligence making recipes so if it if you said dear best friend ai no, I'm this fine morning. with that because sometimes you have stuff in your fridge and you're like, I don't know what to make with an onion, two potatoes, you know, some ham. Oh, I like where you're going with this. And chives. And the AI said, right away, Katie, and Pow. made you and some, some soup. Yeah. Oh, with egg. I, I was know. just throwing on another thing. Milk. milk. You'd need some milk or yeah. some chickens. But, it, you know, I, I don't want to poo-poo the whole idea of AI. It's like fun to, to play poo- around. I like to poo-poo everything, Sean. Poo-poo. Yeah. And uh, then the AI made <laughs> me a poo-poo platter. I'm going to start saying that when I don't want to have conversation. A poo-poo. I poo-poo this. I poo-poo mm-hmm. this idea. <laughs> some some language or some terms, I guess. I don't know if it's even the English language or whatever, are just so good. Like poo-poo. I poo-poo da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, I always remember that little clip from Friends when Joey's like, it's a moo point. You know, like cows moo, not mm. moot. Moo. <laughs> moo. So for like the whole episode, he's like, it's moo. <laughs> so in an effort to offset my toxic masculinity um, on our podcast. Oh, don't use tar- <laughs> I've got uh, one of my favorite mugs actually in our collection, yeah. the Tinkerbell mug. I got coffee. that when I went with my sorority to Disneyland. Oh, okay. Well, it's I held like up to get, nicely. It has, and it's nice and thick. I mean, That's it, it should it cost enough. Because um, you're at Disneyland, so everything's fucking expensive. How much was it? I'm gonna let me guess, like Price is Right style. Was okay. it? But you have to remember what year this was. It's like what 2002. Was it? Okay, I'm gonna go with fourteen dollars. Sixteen. Whoa, I was wrong. But still, it's a lot, you know. It's at the that time. licensing, you know. Also, this is a very nice mug. It's got raised features. Tinkerbell is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's quite busty. Um, <laughs> Which oh my god have you guys heard about this i don't know if you're on the internet and we view the same internet because you know algorithms are interesting but recently in my i think it was my instagram like fyp like the discover tab what is fyp for you page oh yeah okay so in my for you page on instagram on my discover tab it said it had this like these m&ms and people were in the comments were like bring back sexy I think green or brown M&M. And I was like, oh my God, remember she wore high heels? They got rid of it? I guess so, because it was too, I guess it was some like PC bullshit. Like, oh, it was too sexualized for candy. I don't know. <laughs> it's an M&M. It's not like, I don't know. But I do remember she'd like, bump, 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 bump. They'd have like funny things, like little scenes that they would do. <laughs> she had like eyelashes. The new like, M&M is to be safe. They don't melt in your mouth or in your hands. They don't melt at all. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> These are rocks. Wait a minute. But <laughs> I was like, oh sexy. yeah. I thought it was cute that one of them was like 
really done up. I don't understand the need to make everything like gender neutral. Shouldn't we celebrate all the genders if that's the goal of, you know, society? I'm using air quotes today. I don't know. Yeah, but when you watch Star Trek, mm -hmm. like the new generation or whatever it was called, Mm -hmm. which came out a long time ago i think that's like 1986 or whatever Captain i was like Picard. i don't know it's in my lifetime but not in my lifetime where i watched it at all yeah but they were all wearing spacesuits, and they're it's very gender neutral mm -hmm. they're all wearing unitards and so maybe that's the fucha the fucha but yeah. i like the funny i like characters especially m&ms in particular yeah. it's okay for her to have eyelashes and wear high heels yeah I don't care. It's an M&M for fuck's sake. That's it. People have lost their minds. Yeah. And when M&Ms can't wear high heels, shit has gone awry. Hey, uh, did you know? Actually, you do know because you told me this morning. But then mm -hmm. I saw it in the news. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Montana. Wyoming. It? Wyoming is going to phase out mm -hmm. a certain type of car. Electric. By it's electric. going all hardcore and kicking electric to the curb. Well, it was interesting because... I mean, we're in Texas, so people are like, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. We also like oil. Although there's a lot of Teslas here. Well, true. But I'm just saying that the reason being, or at least what I heard, because I was like, wait, what? And in my head, I'm like, this is a political move and this is bullshit. But I think it was their governor. I'm sorry, Wyoming. I don't keep up with all of your, I don't keep up with most of the politicians because I think they're all losers. But this guy in Wyoming was talking and essentially making his case for it. And he said, you know, other states are banning gas-fueled vehicles, and I don't think they realize the implications of what they're doing, not only on our economy, and then he shared numbers of what it means to the people of Wyoming. The, the I, I don't know if they have oil there, they must. I'd assume that's, or maybe they have factories or like where they process, I don't know. Again, sorry, Wyoming, I don't keep up with your shit. I don't expect you to keep up with my shit. So anyway, it's a big... For those of you who aren't in the United States, Wyoming is right next to Florida. And <laughs> no, they have uh, vast Wy resources of diamonds, nickel, and uh, platinum. That's, uh, I think, what they it's have. It's on the Adriatic, and its <laughs> chief export is chrome. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, Wyoming is over by Colorado, and it's... Colorado and Utah, I think, is probably what it borders. I'd have to look on a map, but... Anyway, Wyoming is one of our lowest populated states, or it was before, you know, COVID. I know a lot of people moved there and it brought the prices up and people have had a really hard time there. So they're already struggling. But his argument was that by states outlawing gas vehicles. Or countries like Canada, mm -hmm. completely outlawing it, I believe, by 2035 or something. Yeah, and that's he's out outlawing electric by 2035. Yeah, so they're pushing back. And he said that it's not just the economy of the United States and Canada. He said he, and, and probably because Canada also has a lot of oil production, but they don't realize that that amount of time is not enough to change the way that we actually ship goods across our country. And in light of what we saw with 2020 and having issues getting goods when you needed them, uh, what's it called something chain why am i forgetting the word supply chain supply chain supply chain issues he was like essentially these bands are ignorant mm. and he was like it's fine to want to make it better but you can't just ban stuff it's, it takes time for complete organizations to restructure and to be able to purchase like the amount you know it's like too much money yeah i mean i'm i'm all for and Maybe the audience doesn't want to hear this, but why not have an opinion about it, yeah, right? You can have an opinion too. We'd love to hear it. I'm all for getting off of carbon uh, and and not burning fossil fuel. I think that this is a noble 
idea and we really need to fix the damage it's doing potentially some people are on the fence whether it's affecting the environment or not yeah, I, would I don't give it that, that much thought i know that's bad to say i don't give it much thought large factories um you know coal-fired uh electric plants these things are bad you know we know they cause pollution yes so if we can reduce uh the pollution i'm all for it california was a mess in the 70s they cleaned up the the atmosphere by um you know i, I believe catalytic converters and going to unleaded gasoline and you know they had uh, they had to make cars more efficient um to i like they make cars more efficient instead of making public transportation more efficient yeah there's a lot of odd things there like uh, when they got rid of the uh the rail lines in yeah we used Los to have Angeles. rail lines in la so people could easily get around and then the tire industry yeah came in and gave a lot of money to help them pave roads if but they had to remove the railway systems that was the trade-off so, but i find that i think that's my hang-up on either side is that i i find and maybe i'm just being cynical and maybe i watch too many i don't know not jason Bourne type films we've been watching that show the terminal list and decisions that get made that affect us day to day tend to make other people rich and it's not us and mm. i'm like too many people are involved and i don't trust people even the, like the gavin newsoms of the world they're like oh we should protect the environment i'm like i don't trust you at all you're a politician who's paying you who are you taking money from and this goes left or right and everybody i think that's why i hate politics yeah. it's because i think it's all corrupt i think everybody's lying and i feel like there's always this undercurrent of we want more control over you and we want more of your money mm. and to that i say Poo-poo. Fuck you. Poo-poo. <laughs> Moo. <laughs> yeah. One last point I have about that. I'm all for the evolution of... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Cars. Yeah. We can't even... The okay. internal combustion engine, I think, should go to the wayside at some point. But, but our electrical structure structure needs to improve because well, fuck, not, man. Not only that, but an, electrical, uh, an electric vehicle mm -hmm. is not the most efficient uh, vehicle, and it's quite um interesting how everyone's turned a blind eye on how we produce electric vehicles i know and the batteries and stuff start and the from the beginning the, i know the the elements that are needed to produce a battery first of all you have a bunch of kids working in pits mm -hmm. mining so yeah. that's not good um it's an unregulated market in a lot of ways uh once we mine these you know needed uh rare earth minerals or whatever or rare earth elements mm -hmm. then we ship them to usually China to manufacture batteries. Then those batteries get shipped, I don't know, to Texas or wherever you're yeah, at. To Wyoming. And then how do you produce the electricity yeah. to, to get these vehicles to run? Now, there's a ton of Teslas in China running around, but China is typically run by coal, coal. factory. Mm -hmm. So I guess we have to, like, I, I think it's very noble to- But it's way more complicated than we need to outlaw electric vehicles. Or, or, or gas vehicles either sorry. way right yeah you know yeah i think we need to go to bicycles i think the dutch have it right they do and public transportation i love public transportation i love taking the subway i know you think it's dirty i also well, love let taking... me tell you this mm -hmm. if public transportation was hot air balloons i'd be mm. all for it or zeppelins or whatever anything Ooh, floating through the air mm. i mean i know that the zeppelins have a bad i have no idea what you're talking about you know the goodyear blimp oh is that a zeppelin yeah, for the most part, a I blimp. believe. It's a Zeppelin. A, blimp, a, Ze a Zeppelin is a fancy name for a blimp, I mm. think. I don't even know. I have no idea. i got to look that up. But, you know, you always think they move pretty slow. Mm -hmm. But if you ever really take a look at the Goodyear blimp, it makes some good time. Remember, it would be all over Los Angeles. You're like, there it goes. There, I we'd see the, the Goodyear blimp all the time. And when it would take off, boy, oh boy, that thing would just shoot straight up. 
you know. Oh, funny. Okay, so a Zeppelin is a type of rigid airship. So it's a hard, mm-hmm. hard so not, shell blimp, n- not a balloon. Named after the gov- the German inventor Count Ferdinand von Zeppelin. What a fun name! I would like that. Who pioneered the rigid airship development at the beginning of the 20th century? Zeppelin's notions, blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Um, but it was used in military and resulted in over 500 deaths in bombing raids in Britain. Yeah. So the the defeat of Germany, anyway, that they used it in that war. Yeah, and the the Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Is that the one that caught on fire and, and crashed? And then it kind of got everyone to be a little hesitant about it because I, I suspect they were using a gas to uh, to raise the Zeppelin. Help me out here, well, science. Well, it said that the Hindenburg disaster oh, of 1937, Hindenburg. along with political and economic issues, hastened the demise of Zeppelins. Mm. I don't say anything about Led Zeppelin. Right. I think that's just a band. I think it is too. But but I, when you said that, I was like, oh, maybe that's how they got the idea for their name. Right. So, but I, I heard there's there's a, a movement afoot to mm-hmm. get these things to come back because we have better technology now. So, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I mean, I think we should invest. If if there's a no. someone out there who wants to build one, I'd I would part. I'd go halvesies. No, no, no. Wouldn't it be cool though? Where first of all, for, you walk out your door. There's a ladder. You climb up into the that's sky the, and then you fly away. But that's the issue. Where would you keep it? In the sky. How? It doesn't have to be huge. It's a personal Zeppelin. I don't want to float around with a bunch of people I don't know. Oh, I guess that's public transportation. Uh, I like public transportation. I like it because, first of all, the ease of use. You just go to wherever the st- stop is. And, you know, if you have to make your, I don't know, transfers or whatever, you do it. But my favorite thing is that I can get things done while commuting. So when I was in Seattle and I'd commute to school, I would like study up on whatever I, you know, had to test on or read, do some of my reading for school or whatever. And I enjoyed that time versus being in LA where you have to drive everywhere because public transportation is the fucking worst there. Um, and you have to, you know, you have to be focused. When I was a kid, I remember taking the bus around quite a bit. We've talked about this. The a city bit. bus. The city bus. <laughs> As opposed to the rural bus that doesn't it, exist. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having my backpack my Walkman and mm-hmm. about six cassettes. And that's random, all a kid needed for the whole day. And, and Random fact about Sean. If you have a different listening device, like an iPod at the time or anything, Sean will always call it. A Walkman. Mm-hmm. Not a Walkman. A Walkman. A Walkman. Sean will always call it the Walkman. And that always cracked me up when we first started dating. It's a, I was like, wow. A proper name for a device, like a garburator is a garbage disposal unit. But I think because there's it's, a garburator brand in Canada. Yeah, they like call it garbage disposals. Everything's garburator. a Q-tip that goes in your ear. You, I was calling Q-tip, yeah, not cotton swab. Right. Who who says that? <laughs> Do you have any cotton swab? Do you have a Q-tip? Everyone knows. Yeah. Well, maybe outside the United States, people don't know. Maybe. Are there things that you guys call by the brand name? That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Right oh, into otdmpod at gmail.com. Justin just shared with me. Mm-hmm. Nephew Justin, hi. I said it's our nephew, hi. He just shared with me that Sony has a new Walkman that mm-hmm. has come out. Now, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. How would that because work? Because my phone already plays everything in the world. Yeah. Why would I want to bring another? But I suspect it's for audio files where there's like, it plays super high res audio that's drenched in, you know, all the audio goodness and probably with all sorts of cool tools to, you know, produce just a, a supreme experience. But I don't know, because I'm not paying $500 for that when I already have to pay for my cell phone. Yeah, it looks like they're, 
explore Sony's selection of Walkman, MP3 players, and other portable media players, including wearable options. The new Sony typewriter. Yeah, <laughs> new Sony Walkmans just launched. Right. It looks nice, it says, doesn't it? come with Android and a hefty price tag. Mm. So I don't <gasps> really know why people would want it, but it looks kind of like this. Yeah, it looks dope. I mean, down. it looks like an old iPhone. I would lord that over iPod. people. I'd be like, hey, check it out. Nobody would care. You know what? I'm gonna Nobody start take, would care. I'm going to start taking the bus again and rocking my Walkman. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But back when I was a kid, you'd have six cassettes in your backpack. You'd have a pencil, not for writing, but to fix your cassette when it mm -hmm. came unwound. True, true. You'd spin it. You'd tighten it up. Uh -huh. You'd get that bad boy ready to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just drift away into the audioscape of, I don't know, the Smiths, The Queen is Dead, you know, mm. and you'd listen to that album or Strange Ways, Here We Come. This is you when know. our age difference is very apparent. Yeah. The last time I had a cassette, I had purchased, well, I don't even think I purchased, I got it for Easter and my Easter basket was New Kids on the Block. Oof, that's a tough one. <laughs> Did you listen to the whole thing? I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. Probably. I had their poster up for a while. Wow. Yeah. That Donnie, was it Donnie? Who is that? I don't know. I never really, the one I liked was Jonathan. Mm. I remember his name, but I couldn't tell you anything more. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. The, the right, right stuff. I like them and I also had Paula Abdul. Rush, rush. She was hurry, great. Hurry, love will come to me. That was like, I think yeah. that was my entire kiss, like, cassette collection beautiful that and i had because i was raised in church veggie tale cassette same bay get on board with that veggie tales hmm. veggie tales i think we've talked about it on here before is like little songs that vegetables they're cartoon characters that they would sing to teach you lessons oh, so nice. like one that i remember in particular was about how telling a white lie is like essentially and i'm probably miss like it's been how many years but it's like you fill up almost like you start drowning in it it's hard for you to keep up with all the lies because one leads to more and more and more and then before you know it, you can't remember them all and you can't keep your head above the lies i was told one time when i was younger mm -hmm. do you know what the best part about telling the truth is you don't remember anything right yes it is the truth and that's the truth it's very dad yeah that's is the that, truth is that spanish as very dad no close as it Es, es verdad. Verdad. Verdad is true or correct. Okay. Verité. Mm -hmm. Vrai en français, c'est mm -hmm. vrai. Vrai, si, c'est very similar. Mm. Oof, that sounds terrible. My French is bad. <laughs> Your Spanish is worse. So but verde, I would think it was green. It's green. Verde is green, but verdad. Oh, verdad. V-E-R-D-A-D. So I'd probably tell someone, uh, in, I'm like, instead it's of saying green. it's true, it's green. <laughs> green is like, the truth, baby. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. That's from the Wu-Tang Clan. I know who that's from, but that has nothing to do with anything like that. It's just because you did this motion and you talked about Verdad. <laughs> rubbing my fingers together like a, a greasy like person. A cricket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 the the, the Wu-Tang Clan is pretty good, although they're not yeah. for the children. This whole rebranding thing they're doing, I, I don't... What do you mean for the children? That's what they've been saying for like the last couple of years. Who tanks for the children? You're like, mm, is it though? Because there's oh, a lot maybe, of naughty lyrics. I mean, this is maybe like, they like donate money to something. Yeah, maybe that's what they mean. I don't remember the Wu Tang Clan ever saying they're for the children. That's what they say now. When you see them, oh, they're, they're always talking. Did anybody else? And maybe we talked about this before, but Snoop Dogg created the children's songs. Fantastic, by and the it's way. Ama it's amazing. It's a, it's a 
it was beautiful. Mm. Um, I encourage you to look it up because it's true. Um, and it's just Snoop. It's just so funny. He's like, and no one can be as good as you. You're the best. It's like motivation it's, it's by Snoop. motivation by Snoop Dogg, and I love it. Crazy. Yeah, it's good to be unique, kids. It's so funny. I die. But it, there's this funny video that went viral where this mom was like listening to it, like packing her kids' lunches, and her little caption said, "When you realize you needed Snoop Dogg children's songs as much as your kids do." And she's like, no one would be as cool as me. Well, she's like putting her sandwich in the Ziploc. <laughs> nice. It's cute. Yeah. I have to pack my bags. I'm leaving on a jet plane tonight. I'm leaving. But then I'll be right back. It's like 24 hours. Boom. Boom. Fly Done. out to the coast. Mm -hmm. To the coast. To Los Angeles. Mm. To be on Dr. Phil. Hey. Wow. What? You knew this. I know, but I'm. You have to act. Surprise. Yeah, I have to, we'll have to see how it goes. It's funny because people in our audience on Patreon, I've had to tell people because I had to reschedule one of my hangouts. Right. Because I'll be on the jet plane. But um, most people are like, oh, I forgot he had a show, but I'll watch if you're on. Tell me when it's on. And I didn't know that Dr. Phil was still airing also. Because so we don't for watch him. regular TV I don't watch anymore. regular te television. Other than some HGTV stuff. But I even then I just record it and then watch it whenever I feel like, oh, I'll just watch a little bit. Is Sally Jesse Raphael still on? I would assume not. Okay. Um, Geraldo. Dr. Phil Donahue. He's still on? I don't know who that is. Phil Donahue? Phil really? Donahue. Wow. Did, is he the one that died? Did his wife kill him? No, that's Phil Hartman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. funny. Phil yeah. Donahue. Also funny, but not in the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was this big era in the 80s slash 90s of like daytime talk show people. And that's where Oprah became Oprah. And it was Sally Jesse Raphael, Oprah, um, Montel. Ricky, Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. There's a lot of them back in the day. Yeah. Phil Donahue is the granddaddy of this. He oh, was, was the, he? Okay. Yeah. It's so funny. But anyway, I'm going to be on Dr. Phil to help explain and kind of hem people in about eating disorders and their causes. Very interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I don't know when it will air necessarily, but it's taped with a live audience and then it will air later. So I forget what they call it, like tape to live or I don't know, live to. Happy Days was filmed in front of a live studio audience. It's pretty much that. So Dr. Phil is the same. That's so cool. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I have to figure out what I'm going to wear and I have to bring a bunch of options for them. So it's really interesting to know that, you know, just from filming in our living room over yeah, all like these years, year, and then you year. get to become uh, somebody on syndicated television. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I should get a talk show. That'd be fun. I don't think anybody watches those anymore. Mm. <laughs> you I know, mean, that's true. I think podcasts are, are uh, the new talk show. I think they are, and we already have one of those. <laughs> but it would be fun to have guests. Like when I was on Call Her Daddy, um, she does. I really like the setup of her podcast. If you guys don't know. Um, Call Her Daddy's a podcast that got purchased by Spotify. It came out of Barstool Sports. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And so anyway, Alex is the the woman who runs it now. And she has kind of two different things that she does. So I was on a portion of Call Her Daddy where it's like she in interviews experts. And then she gets to interview whoever else she wants, like celebrities and stuff like that. Like she had John Mayer on um, to talk about like being in the spotlight for that long and creating that much music. And he played some songs for her and it was really cool. And there's all sorts of different people she has on talking about all sorts of things. I think that is the new talk show. Mm -hmm. but, and that's kind of the same setup as it's always been. You have celebrities on probably selling something of theirs, telling them about a show that they're on or a book that they wrote. And then you have experts on sometimes too, to 
talk about specific topics. Yeah. I'm supposed I, to be back on that, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Look so. at you making waves. I mean, you know, it's people are just nice. If you're second nice. largest podcast in the world. Yeah. Or in the American market. Sorry. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's very Americentric. In the world. You know, I, I don't know how, like, is it in the, is it in the States or is it in the world? I or? think in the United States. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know. I just know that she and Joe Rogan have like two of the largest podcasts and they're both on Spotify exclusively. Wow. We are not exclusive. I'm not exclusive. Spotify. No. We try and be everywhere at once. Yeah. Um, anything else? Well, uh, are we allowed to talk about the amicus brief? I don't, I don't know. I don't even, that's not very exciting. No, it isn't. But we are uh, involved in something with the Supreme Court, which is very interesting. I don't know if we can talk about it right now. I don't know if we can. No, maybe we'll talk about I'd it. I'd rather at a not. At just a future date. Future. Yeah. future. Okay. <clears throat> what else? What else? Well, so we. Mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead. We took Roxy over to our neighbor's house who has two other dogs and she runs it out, you guys. Like, how do you explain it? I think that our dog is at an age where she's socializing and it's very, better. Yeah, it's really cool to see. And so we took her to the dog park this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, that was our first. So we haven't taken her to the dog park at all. Also, a member of our community told me to be leery of what dog parks you go to Ours is very rural. We're like not in Austin. We went farther out of Austin. So communicable diseases. No, um, some you know like sociopaths, people who want to harm animals, will like throw cheese filled with thumbtacks into dog parks and like. And I remember when she said what? this, I was like, "Oh, I read about it because another member of our community who's in Zurich had told me she was worried someone was leaving little like sausages and putting razor blades in them along hiking trails, and dogs were dying." And so ours is very clean and ever, you know, we've, we've been there. No, it was sniffing. Nobody's eating anything weird. It was just. And it's grass. also at a dog uh, training facility. Yeah. And it's so. where we took Roxy to get extra training and you have to be a member to like join, yeah. to be in the dog park. Yeah. But anyways, so, so that was careful. cool to see her playing with other dogs mm -hmm. and then she was tired. And mm -hmm. then last night we took her to the neighbor's house and she yes. ran it out. It was really fun to watch her. And I've the never... dog park, it was like a half an hour and she was pooped. And then last night we went to our neighbor's house for like two hours. And I mean, her, her and I paws. Was pooped. I was tired. <laughs> we got there at like a little after 530. We left at eight, but her paws are like, it's almost like when you get a really good exfoliation, they're like not rubbed raw, yeah. but they're like smoothed. It was really fun to watch. I mean, she was top speed, wants mm -hmm. to be in front of the pack. Mm -hmm. And, um, but watching dogs play is oddly enough tiring it's <laughs> like oh my god they're gonna crash every two seconds i oh, thought always. they were gonna you have to let you have to like ignore and yeah. let them do their thing it was wild the um, funniest thing to me so our neighbor has a pool and you kind of come down just ever so slightly there's like a curve from the back door towards where we were in the seating area and the pool and roxy had gotten wet in the pool she's not that she jumps in because she doesn't but she gets her little paws in and takes a drink she came around and the other dog was getting in and out one of them and so there was water and she tried to hit the brakes coming down that little little miney it's a minor hill if you can even call it that and she skidded and she's her she was sitting it's funny how she tried to stop herself she like tried to put her butt down so she's scooting down like going so fast and her butt's like Arr! and you heard this and i was like what is that she was trying to break brakes brakes no brakes amazing Anyway, so she did pretty well, I'd say. 
She was super tired last night and she was even didn't want to come out of her crate this morning. She was like, she's still really worn out. Um, but she's getting better with other dogs. All that to say she's getting better. It's fun to watch. To mm-hmm. see a dog grow up is pretty cool. Yeah, because we thought she was like a maniac. Although it was funny because we talked last week about the humper bumpering and her humping her bed randomly. Um, and she doesn't hump other dogs, but the dog, the our neighbor's foster's dogs. And this time she has this little husky and it, they're all girls. They're all fixed. But it was humping Roxy and it made me laugh. I don't know if that's offensive if it was because non-consensual, but she didn't seem bothered. She was like just doing her thing. And I was like, girl on girl action dog behavior but uh, our neighbor karen was like you know you foster them and then you're supposed to give like a a bio like explain to them behaviorally what you're seeing and she's like so i just put very loving (laughs) and she's like but i feel like i'm not to just tell them it humps other dogs (laughs) read between the lines she told us when we got there she's like she likes to hump things a lot she's like things other dogs so just beware and i'm like we'll be fine yeah but it was funny anyway so that was that that's our puppy parlance really i was really impressed i was glad that roxy did okay with other dogs and didn't freak out although what we've realized is that because she is like a a dominating dog she likes to be like the head honcho i think because she's head honcho at home she does not do well with small dogs because they're small and she could hurt them and they end up yipping to like protect themselves and then she thinks they want to play and it just like spirals out of control and you end up having to pick up the smaller dog yeah and not smaller, like around her size, like when they're small dogs. Because at the dog park, this one woman, and it, it was kind of on her. We were in the big dog area, and she had this tiny little Datsun with her that was on the ground. Dashhound? Or Dashhound, yeah. A Datsun's a car. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's meep, a, meep. the other name for the Nissan. And the, a wiener dog. Yeah. And it's old. It's like 12 or 13. And anytime any other dog would come near it, it would yip like it was going to get hurt, but they weren't touching it. And then she and anyway the dog started swirling around because it was yipping and then roxy booped it and then she had to pick it up and yeah. i was like you can't have a small dog and a big dog but period. it's interesting to see how a dog fits in you know into the hierarchy mm-hmm. so roxy runs into the playground mm-hmm. there's a bunch of dogs and they were and big, big dogs like, like a, a giant Rottweiler, Rottweiler. A huge pit bull yeah yeah and roxy runs in like hey what's going on guys <laughs> and the dogs are like oh my god with this energy so they all followed her mm-hmm. and then slowly she kind of like fell down the pecking order a little bit mm-hmm. and then she was middle of the pack and then it was fine she was she yeah. found her spot um and then yesterday the same thing we saw her her behavior like she came in she ran she wanted to be in front of the other dogs while they, like chase me chase me but she can't keep up with them because they're bigger and then eventually uh when they were somewhat tired then the other dogs wore her down mm-hmm. and they were booping her mm-hmm. and she showed she showed her belly like i Which give up she doesn't do she never does mm-hmm. the submission nope. it's really funny and so then she tried to stand up and the the golden booped her and so she went back down and showed her belly i was like yes finally mm-hmm. she's being put in her place yeah because she's she dominates and like boops out of control yeah she's so much she, booping yeah but it was funny watching her and the husky like wrestle like with their mouths open. Yeah, I was the like, fake. Yeah, like they're going to bite their neck, but they don't. And I'm like, are you guys okay? You know, mm. but at least Karen, our neighbor's like, whatever, they're fine. They're fine. And yeah. they were, you know, but we did put some um, little ointment on her paws because they were definitely a little. It was funny watching her walk this morning. She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's all sore and stuff. Right. So yeah, those are, that's puppy parlance. Okay, right. let's get into some letters and let's start off. 
with some OTDM land update from David Redacted. Oh, we have word from the Prime Minister. We do. Our Prime Minister. Okay, so it's OTDM land update. Work harder. The Brookline turkey. And finding another Redacted in the world. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. It says, hello, Katie Sean. In the OTDM universe, it is the right honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTDM land, announcing today a new ministerial appointment. Lydia, the CrossFit trainer, will become, if she so chooses, the Minister of Fitness. Uh-huh. Fitness. Her fitness expertise will help the residents of OTDM land keep healthy and fit. In addition, she will be on an elite list of OTDM land constitutional officers, or cons- yeah, constitutional officers, including, and in no particular order, Riley, the questionable advice bureau chief, Ben, the minister of space and electricity, Sue, minister of science and wankers, Leah, the ambassador of joy, Christoph, the minister of rock music and ambassador to Austria. And also wasn't he our historian? Yes. Natasha, the witch of the state. (laughs) Remember? Yeah. Captain Lynn, the Irish teen ambassador, Cassie, the ambassador of Romanian and Tinkerbite, the chair of tourism. Ah. Oh, and let's not forget, Katie, the minister of word pronunciation, and Sean, the assistant to the minister of word pronunciation. (laughs) 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 We're in good hands. We we have a full cabinet. Mm -hmm. It's going Mm -hmm. great. I want to remind people about the OTDM land census. That's it. That's the reminder. It's in the description below. Please fill it out. And if If you you don't fill it out, you're in trouble. If you click on this link, you'll be able to see who is on the OTDM OTDM census map. This map includes staff writers, correspondents, liaisons, and audience members. I announce on the Discord server when there's a new entry on the map. I mentioned that I would not participate in a month-long book writing event called uh, Now No Rimo. Oh, <laughs> Nano Rimo. Nano Rimo, as I have no imagination. But you, Sean, and Katie, believe in me. You inspired me to write a story. So here's my story, Billy, by David Redacted. All right. Billy is trying to understand why nobody likes him. Billy has a friendly personality. Billy volunteers at a soup kitchen and a dog shelter. Billy even donates money to the less fortunate. Could it be because people don't like Billy's flaws? Maybe Billy should smile more. Maybe Billy should participate in more fundraisers. Maybe Billy should not have burned down a small town, causing millions of dollars of damage and leaving people homeless. Billy figured out he needs to smile more. And maybe people might like him. The end. Wait, yeah. but Billy burned down. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a flaw, granted, you know. Oops. But is a flaw something that uh, happens repeatedly? Or is a flaw mm. something that happens unique, like one time? Like That's an interesting it, question. Maybe that was a lapse in judgment. Maybe Billy's a good person. Mm-hmm. They just one time burned down a, a town. Oops. But, I mean, if you but think if they're burning down many towns... That's that's a I think that's more than a flaw. I think a flaw is like a oops, because think of like how you talk about a flaw in, let's say, a piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. It's just one. Boop, and you're like, oh, there's a flaw. Oh, and true. it ruins the whole fabric. Mm-hmm. The whole. Speaking of which, David, fabric, what would you call it? Man, I got to tell you something. Hmm? I am fucking pissed. What? So this started about a month ago. What grinds your gears? So I, I had bought a sweater one year ago. Oh. And um I didn't wear it. Because we need it, your help. It was a nice sweater. Like I've never bought a cashmere sweater. 
but it was on sale from J. Crew, and I was like, I'm gonna treat myself because my favorite sweater from J. Crew has a hole in the armpit and the neck. <laughs> this is very ratty. I'm starting to look like Kurt Cobain wearing my grandmother's, you know, uh, sweater here. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I, I bought this nice sweater, a cashmere sweater. And he bought it last winter, and then when it got cold this year, he pulled it out to I wear it. Pulled it out, and I put it on. And as I was putting it on, my my finger poked through in a place where it's not supposed to poke through, not an arm armhole, but a, a wormhole in the in the shoulder blade. And I was like, why is my finger going there? And uh, so then I took it off and I looked and I was like, Katie, Katie, we have moths. Mm -hmm. Moths, Katie. Moths ate my sweater. <laughs> if you want my... to destroy my sweater. Just leave it in my closet because apparently there's fucking moths in there. And yeah. so I was, I was aghast. I've never owned something that a moth would want. Mm. and the moth wanted that sweater and then i was like oh it's kind of cool like it's got a like i was trying to make it i was trying to normalize the situation in my head i was like well it's kind of cool it makes it look like it's worn and like you know they're not worn in a good way right and then you were like sean this is like uh two weeks later sean and i said what and you were in the back and from the closet you're like hey come here it ate my pajama pants like five big holes in your pajama pants mm -hmm. and then then the other day, I took my sweater out and I was like, I'm going to wear it, whatever. Might as well. More holes. There's like three holes in the back of it now. And I don't, I don't know, know if those were there before or not. How do we, how do we track this down, David? Like, how I don't do know. we get rid of the moths? Now, we know the regular, you know, you, you Google for your answers. And I think we need to put a cedar line in our closet. So I went into the garage and I grabbed some cedar boards because that's what our fence is made of. We had a couple of extra boards and I put those in immediately. And I thought this will at least let the moths know we mean business. But I don't even know if it smells enough. Would we smell it? Because I don't smell it, but I don't know if that's enough for a moth to smell it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. And so then we got little blocks of, of this from Amazon. They don't smell, but we hung those up. Well, and then I sprayed them with the oil that they give us, the cedar oil. And I got them wet, which are all the things they tell you to make it smell stronger. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we've scared them away or not. I haven't seen any little bags by the door. Like no one's packed to leave. I didn't see them in the first place. I didn't see them move in. No, me either. I don't know where they came from. I don't know. And uh, sounds like, do you think it's your eBay stuff? But I don't really buy wool or cashmere items on eBay. I don't know where they would have come from. I don't either. Maybe we moved into their environment. Maybe they were here. Maybe to we brought with. them with us from. I know in Santa Monica we had them. Remember, I put all of my wool and cashmere items in those bag, those little zippy things. I love those uh, zippy things where you pull the air out and it makes it like... It wasn't that. These oh. are just those little protectors. Oh. Because I couldn't... They chewed up some of my sweaters in Santa Monica. Anyways, I'm pretty upset, David. So what do we do? Should we pay... I don't know how much it's going to cost. I think it's a lot to get our, our closet cedar lined. Should we try to do it ourselves? We could just get some cedar planks and put them kind of in where everything hangs in that chunk and not worry about like everywhere yeah i think we could probably install it ourselves with some liquid nail and go to home depot and mm -hmm. get just cedar boards and put it up i mean it's even if we do a horrible job in our home renovation it doesn't matter no closet. one's gonna see it but they did say i looked online and they sell those chunks of it like four boards you know little for i don't know like you get a whole pack i don't know how many square feet it is but it said for around 200 dollars. Hmm. i was like maybe we do that yeah I'm down. It's already eaten through monies. I know. That sweater cost Rude. me 50 bucks. And I was like, it was such a deal because I think it was down from $210, like yeah. 50 bucks. I can afford to get a, a cashmere no. sweater. And they were like, yum. 
yeah. And now I look like, again, Kurt Cobain's grandmother with this holy We could put sweater. little patches or I could sew it with colored string and make it look kind of different. I think we're going to have to do that because I don't want to give up the sweater. I know Sean tried to wear it the other day. I was like, it looks terrible. So if you have any tips or tricks on what to do to get rid of the moths, we are all ears. I want to murder them all. And you, you can't use mothballs because that's a uh, poison. Poison. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought it just smelled bad. It does smell bad. When I was a kid, I used to get so excited if I went to someone's house. This is how weird I am. And you discovered a mothball. Like I was like, oh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like if you're in the basement or something and underneath the carpet or, you know. Yeah, they have a Musty, you know, but a mothball. You're like, oh, how cool, you know. Why? I don't know. I like the smell, maybe. The poison smell? Yeah. It's like chemically. I know. But it was a neat discovery. You'd be like, oh, look. I found My it. friend Cammie, who had a very nice wardrobe, put mothballs everywhere. And Jameson, her, well, her boyfriend at the time, now her husband, had told her, he's like, it makes everything stink because it does smell horrible like that. He's like, I smell like an old man. And she was like, well, it keeps your things from getting eaten. So she had mothballs everywhere. I wonder if they're afraid of camphor. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. I don't know anything about moths. Mm. Do we know? Does anybody know anything about moths? Is anyone out there an exterminator? Oh exterminator maybe we should ask our pest people oh yeah that'd be a good idea they were just here yesterday dang it did they deal in moth murders right the murders of the moths i'd like to uh, hire a hitman we should call the the exterminators and oh my god we were at a restaurant we went up into georgetown over the weekend to explore and sean talked to a bartender and was like he asked what he did for a living and sean's like oh i'm a hitman do you need anybody killed <laughs> And it totally shocked that guy. It was like, he was just, what? Well, I, I said, it. what did he say? Well, what do you guys do for work? Mm -hmm. And you said, I'm a therapist. And mm -hmm. I said, I, I, I do murder for murder hire. Murder for hire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just shooting and he the goes, breeze. And but he was, he was so quick-witted. It like shocked him. And then he turned and he goes, if I can get your number later, I've got yeah. some people. And then he know. pointed at one of his coworkers. <laughs> and I was like. He was so quick. It was funny. Yeah. And anyway, then we chitty chat him. Okay. <sighs> the things you'll tell a stranger, you know? Right. Sean loves to get to the shock value. Okay, ready for back to David's letter? Yeah. Says the end. That was that story, remember? Yeah, that sucked. There's no character development. How can the audience relate to the character? Where's the drama? Sorry I let you down. You didn't let us down. I enjoyed it very much. I've been busy as I am back in school. Ooh, congratulations. Cool. I mean, schools, I know. It's like, boom, boom, boom. I worked in the media field for over a decade before being laid off in 2020. After two years of decompressing and some soul searching, I decided to go into the medical field and become an x-ray technologist. That's amazing. There's high demand for that. Um, my mom's old renter, uh, Sadie, was an x-ray technologist. I think it's a fascinating field, mainly because I don't really understand everything that goes into Ooh. radiology. Mm -hmm. It is radiology, right? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But... One, well, I'd be yeah, you afraid. go to the radiologist area in the hospital. When I took my grandma, I had to take her to radiology for her x-ray. Yeah, I I would be afraid of exposure levels. I know I'm sure there's all sorts of protections. Mm, and then... I think you would have heard by now if everybody who was an x-ray technologist came down with some kind of cancer. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just be nervous, though, personally, mm -hmm. being around it. But how cool to be able to see... I know. You know, all sorts of things like this, like... Mm -hmm. I know you, but then I get to see your x-rays as well. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> but I I always wanted x-ray specs when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. There was all the talk back in like the 80s and 90s. But how did they sell more than one pair of these fraudulent eyewear? Uh, I don't think they were very expensive. And I think it was kind of like a, a kid tchotchke. But you didn't see anything. There was no x-rays. Like 
you can't just look with your x-ray specs. No, know? but it was like a, out of TV, out of car, like cartoons. Yeah. Hmm. Although there is, and I may have talked about this on the podcast before, mm -hmm. there is a device that is horrific. <gasps> horrific. More horrific than the pogo stick. And a lot of kids, I think mm -hmm. it was brought about in like 19... I'm going to make this up. 1907. Mm. And they got rid of it by the, the mid-1950s. Okay. What was it? When you would go to the department store or a place that sold shoes, they would have a live x-ray type machine where you'd stick your foot into the, the machine with a shoe on. Yeah. And you would see your bones. How your foot fit, like, fit into the shoe? I Why guess. Why would you need that? Well, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the thinking here was, but you know, it's science, it's technology and shit, man. That's pretty cool People to see. People get excited. But live x-rays, you see the person's foot and I don't know the technology. Probably how it super works. dangerous. Well, that's it. it. I'm sure you're pumping someone full of radiation, you know. We're like, ooh, look, and you're wiggling your toes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Billy never grew to be that tall, or maybe Billy grew to be very, very tall. I don't know. <laughs> Are you looking it up? I am. Okay. I'm very curious. Dang it. I'm being fact checked a lot. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure this machine exists. And if you ask someone of a, of a certain generation, um, your grandparents, maybe a great grandparent, they may be able to recall said device. Maybe they're still in use some places around the world, but um, quite terrifying. You know, if you think I don't about really it. know how to Google it. So let's see. If oh you, my God. If you saw your foot in they it. They were called shoe fitting fluoroscopes. Fluoroscope, that's it. Also sold under the name X-ray shoe fitter or pedoscope. <laughs> that one didn't go over as well. <laughs> and footoscope, where X-ray fluoroscope machines installed into shoe stores from the 1920s until the 1970s in the US, Canada, UK, Australia, South Africa, Germany, and Switzerland. Yes, 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 yes. Not so, funny. Well, that's terrifying, though. Because you know, I'm I'm such an explorer. You would have used it. I would hundred percent. Not just put my foot in it. It said, uh, "Okay, so Stick you're ready." My head in there, be looking around. In the UK, they were known as pedoscopes. Who's a pedophile? <laughs> His name's Peter File. Pedoscopes after the company based in St. Albans that manufactured them. Okay, so it was out of the UK. That's who manufactured them. An example could be seen at the Science Museum in London. At the beginning of the 1930s, Bally was the first company to import pedoscopes into Switzerland from the UK. In the second half of the 20th century, growing awareness of radiation hazards and increasing stringent regulations forced their gradual phasing out. Wow. What an interesting era. <laughs> mm -hmm. The iron lung, the pedoscope. It's a t yeah. unfortunate name, by the way. That marketing you know, person needs to be fired. The yep. footoscope, <laughs> the footoscope that, that we can all agree. That's a yep. better name. Maybe we'd sell more than of these. Pedoscope. <laughs> um, but you know, you go to put, is it not a pedal? What's it called? A podiatrist. Podiatrist. I was like, podologist? <laughs> no, no, Katie. No, that's not correct. Um, yeah. So David Redacted's going to become an x-ray technologist. Maybe he could man one of these machines. You should bring that up in school and look super smart and cool. David, I think that might help. Maybe not. As I type this back into the letter, as I type this, I completed my first semester and passed. Hip, hey, hip, congratulations, dude. I have several more prerequisite classes to take before applying to the x-ray program. Oh, yeah, I got to get your prereqs. Mm. That's always the stupid stuff. I get why they make you. I, I mean, shouldn't the prereq be like I graduated high school? Like I understand English. It's prereqs are always the basics like math, English, uh, 
some kind of science. I don't even remember what ours was. I know because I did AP chemistry or something in high school, I didn't have to take it in college, but it's always stupid shit like that. It's like, I'm not really going to use this. Well, it's the building blocks. So it- Yeah, but like I took them in high school. Why do they make you take them in college and pay again? Oh, okay. You know? So he's having to take his prereqs. It feels different being in college in my late 30s compared to my early 20s. I'm sure. I even recently sent money to Theta at Pepperdine because they were looking for like, it's a fundraiser. And because of COVID, they didn't get to do all the things they wanted to do. And they did. So I got to buy a t-shirt from them as like a way to help them raise money. And it was just funny, even just interacting the small amount I did with Thetas at Pepperdine for that. I was like, oh, to be a kid. (laughs) And like looking at their Instagram, I was like, oh, man, (laughs) I don't think I'm 39. I think I'm 24. But then you run into people who are like 20 and you're like, sweet mother, Mary and Joseph. We are very different ages, you know? Yeah. Life experience. Yeah. And just. Yeah, life experience and just the silliness. And I don't mean that as like put down like you have to be serious when you get older because I don't believe in that at all. But just the silliness because of your lack of experience. Meaning that like I told you guys, this is probably months ago now, that I stumbled upon old emails between my friend Meredith and I when we were like juniors in college. The the ridiculousness with which we communicated. Just having no idea about life. (laughs) It's just (laughs) stupid, just stupid. But you have to have that in order to be able to like see, I don't know, be able to grow up. You have to go through it. You know, no one can tell you. I can't tell like a 20 year old be like, don't be so stupid. This doesn't make any sense. Do you realize how you're communicating? That's not even clear communication. Do you see these patterns in your relationships? It's not helpful, healthy for you. You can't see it. That's where uh, I think Nick Cave is talking about AI being Mm -hmm. like, you have no experience. You're just drawing off of the experience of people but you yeah. you actually aren't creating you're just replicating yeah. other people's experiences that makes sense yeah well because you're taking because ai sorry i know it just ai by design takes what you and i know and then creates like its own kind of version of it but it doesn't have its unique own experience meaning that it's not going to place like i think the thing that's beautiful about art and music in particular is and I'd even go as far as to say like the therapy process kind of like this, where if you, it allows you to put language to how you're feeling, and that's really powerful and music can do that. Right. And if I've had this experience in my life and I'm writing a song about it, the way I put that or piece that story together using, you know, I don't know, sometimes the language is so beautiful. Like I'll remember there's this song, I think it's by Death Cab for Cutie called Transatlanticism. And it's like talking about how far away someone feel they miss someone. And it's like, it's like, it's a, a love song, I would say, but the way they describe it and even the way the music makes it sound like they get farther away as they sing and then they come back you feel this push pull of this relationship that the person is singing about and AI can't create that unless you it tell them it can, unless you tell them to do it, which in case is not AI creating, it's us creating it. Hmm. I think the belief that AI is creating something is like, no, it's not. It's taking what I give it. And it's creating a different version of it. It'd be like me reading someone's book and then hijacking everything, just turn it into my own. It'd be like plagiarism on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. But you change it enough that it wouldn't, you know. AI, the grand p- plagiarist. Yes. Is it is it a uh, parasite or is it a symbiotic relationship though? Um, I think it's symbiotic because we get something we get out of it. Things out of it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. even even like in the little bits that we've used it. It's helpful, but 
it just never quite works for me. <clears throat> like I've put some stink things into it because I have to describe what my speaking engagement options are for, to people for like people who want to hire me to come and talk. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to, I'm not very sales pitchy. And I put in some things and it, what it spits out is just like not. Yeah. But it's getting better all the time. Yes. It's getting better all the time. <laughs> they used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her. Okay. Are we ready? Yep. Sorry, David. So it feels different being in college in late 30s compared to early 20s. Growing up with a learning disability and undiagnosed ADHD made uh, made school in general more challenging than it should have been, despite my love for learning and support for my learning disabilities. I think that's true in, in general. Even if we get assistance at school, it's still hard. And if it's extra hard for you and it doesn't seem to be as hard for everybody else, school's not a nice place. You know what I mean? School can be cruel. Uh huh. Don't be cruel to be kind. Just don't be cruel. Period. Yeah. In school, I was told to work harder and my grades will improve. Don't you love that phrase? Work harder. Middle finger eye roll. Exactly. Work harder. Fuck you, Stacy or whoever told him that. Now I'm getting academic support. My passion for learning has been relit. So I look forward to the holiday break as I decompress since I only have ADP and need to recharge to uh, gain some ATP. You're welcome, science wanker Sue. Wanker sign. I added that in. Okay, moving on. Mm -hmm. The Brookline Turkey. Brooklyn Mass? No, Brookline. Yeah, Brooklyn Mass. Oh, oh, is that, there's Massachusetts, Brookline spelled, okay, didn't know. I think so. I've never been to Brooklyn Mass in a previous episode. The discussion of wild turkeys came up. Go, 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 go. We have tons of wild turkeys running around Boston and the greater Boston area. The Just southeast, about, right? The southeast are the wild turkeys? I have no idea. <laughs> I think, is that He's like- He's from Newton. Check out that turkey over there. Oh, I see. No, I'm just kidding. Just about every morning, someone posts on Twitter their turkey encounter. Oh, that's fun. Although turkeys are terrifying and they'll come at you. Wild turkeys charge. It's scary. Really? Yeah. There's a local newspaper in Brooklyn, or Brookline, and every paper has an article about a turkey encounter, so much so that the turkey is the unofficial animal of Brooklyn. Wow. Thus, the Brookline turkey. Of course, I have my turkey encounters, and here are some videos. Oh, my God. This is a turkey being beeped at. Jeez. Oh, my God. It's like little dinosaurs running around. Yeah. So excuse me get out of the way honestly that's it looks like some good eats I here's would, a turkey uh, in the bike lane whoa that's a holy big holy big turkey holy moly is that a other turkey there is that two turkeys oh i can't see yeah, yeah. two turkeys oh my god oh my god okay and turkey on the street they're everywhere Turkey lurky gop and tur turkey lurky gipple. And that has I a beard. You see that? Only that. Oh, we learned about that. Tell them, Sean. Well, we learned about, uh, is it just male turkeys? Mm -hmm. They have uh, a, a feathers that come out of their neck and it's a beard. But it's a particular kind of feather. It almost looks like a, a very rough hair. Yeah. They've got hairs that, that protrude and it's the same material that uh, nails are made of right your nails and your I hair i don't remember that part but as opposed I, to I feathers believe. which is like uh -huh. a slightly different uh -huh. but that a tom turkey uh -huh. it grows like the older it is yeah the longer the beard right and so in that photo i, I saw it for the first uh -huh. time i was able to recognize it. yeah the beard yeah. the bearded turkeys and 
I don't know if it means anything for ladies. I think they'd assume it probably does. Or for meat, or if you're, you know, if you're going to hunt. I don't know. But they were mentioning it. The like, ladies are like, look at the beard on that guy. Look at that nice long beard. Brookline turkey. He's <laughs> got a nice beard. Okay. This is I posted this video on Twitter. Oh, look, he's in the... Oh, they're in the street. Good God. Is it illegal to... Uh, barbecue these turkeys because um i know they're like pretty easy to catch i wonder if they are i bet you the turkey would say no and run away. <laughs> it's, it's illegal um okay so i posted this video on twitter and one of the local news stations aired his footage oh you're famous finally my work has aired on network television bravo yet i never got and on screen credit fuck you comcast universal the That's award so rude. goes to david redacted, david redacted. best turkey out of scene. Brooklyn, <laughs> Brookline. Um, okay, that's the thing that pisses me off, David, is you should have gotten credit because I tell you what, if you and I posted something that Comcast or Universal owned, they would fucking have our heads. One time I had uh, material that I had filmed stolen mm. by the Young Turks at uh, Internet oh, yeah, News yeah, those, Station. Those news yeah, news yeah. yeah, Internet News. But they, they took some of my footage and, and they aired it. And when I asked them about it, because I encountered, uh, what's that guy's name? Jenk, oh, the, yeah. the main guy. I mm -hmm. encountered him at YouTube space. And I was yeah. like, hey. Hey, you took my footage, dude. And he was like, uh, I don't know. And he probably wouldn't know either because you know, it's, He's, it's his news guy. Yeah, he but, shows up and sits down and reads a teleprompter. He yeah. doesn't do anything else, so. Anyways, I was pretty mad. Mm -hmm. Moving on though. But the thing is, is like even for the Boundaries workshop at the beginning, I joked we need some like bad music because it's like you hang out for a little while till people can get in. And Sean pulled up, uh, elevator music on spotify and they fucking claimed it orchard music or something not that we were gonna put that up or, no i trimmed it it was mm -hmm. just hold it was hold music for us at the beginning it was a joke but they claimed it like three different times like right away yeah. so oh elevator music you you can't steal mm -hmm. that everybody That's, wants it you can't take it you must pay for it everybody wants some okay That's what they were singing about was elevator music mm -hmm. exactly okay it says i recorded the video near harvard Harvard University, where they happened to introduce a pilot mascot, the turkey. Ah. One more link. The Harvard turkeys. Yeah. Oh, look. Nice. Look at those those twinkies. Yeah, definitely Harvard turkeys. Definitely. You can okay. tell because they're uh, they're brainiacs. You know. Mm -hmm. it says finding another. Okay, we're moving on. MIT stands for Massachusetts uh, Institute of Turkeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> like not even in the same part of the world. Okay. Finding another redacted in the world. As you know, the last name redacted is not a name you typically hear or see unless it's FBI or CIA documents <clears throat> and outside of family. I haven't met anybody with this last name until this year, meaning last year. I think this was in December. In March. I went to the ER for what I believe was severe dehydration. I checked in with the ER receptionist and they asked my name, David Redacted. They gave me a puzzled look. Say that again. I repeated myself. They still looked confused at that point. I gave the receptionist my ID and she laughed. My last name is also Redacted. <laughs> we both laughed. And the receptionist mentioned that she had, or he had never met another Redacted. 
We weren't related, but he did confirm his family came from the same country of origin as mine. How cool. He pulled a few strings and moved me ahead in the line since you got to help family. One out. redacted doing another redacted a solid. Doing know? somebody some favors. It was great as my liver levels were above 500 when they should be around 40. <gasps> Us redacted got to stick scary. together, he said. You got to take care of yourself. One day out of the blue, my mom mentioned she'd found my future wife. She showed me a picture of my future wife. Desirable, but it wasn't the physical appearance she wanted to show me. Instead, the name, and indeed her last name is redacted. <gasps> so... How would that conversation match made and redacted? <laughs> How would that conversation play out if I met my future wife and said we shared a last name? It's a little weird, I bet. Mm -hmm. Before I go, I have three questions for you. I hope you're grateful for these questions. Always. Number one, what would you say you were grateful for as a child? Hmm. A lot of things, but I guess I would say there's two. Long days at the lake and chicken quesadillas. Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. Mm -mm. Nice, nice. Or a long day in a pool. I just loved water. Right. I would always be like, yeah. Today, Good answer. Today Good was answer. the best day. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I am thankful that I moved around quite a bit as a kid. Really? Yes. I didn't see that coming. Well, I was worldly before it was, you know, something to do when you're older, right? So, I mean, worldly is a strong word for I moved around in Quebec and then once to BC and then came back. Yeah, but it was really cool because I got to see a lot of places. <laughs> you know, I went, I went to go across the country mm -hmm. and I came back with information that other kids didn't have yet. Yeah, because we weren't connected like we are now. No. And so it was really cool to be able to. Um, so you were Canadian, wouldn't say worldly so much as. Right, but Canada's a big place, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, to go all the way across the country, mm -hmm. especially when you're short, you know, because when you're six years old, that's a long... That's a long ways. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful <laughs> to have seen a lot of places mm -hmm. when I was younger. Number two, what trivial thing are you thankful to have in your life? Hmm. Um, trivial. Like a small, yeah, like something that makes your life easier. Hmm. Good question. Good question. Good question. I There's a couple of things. I'm thankful for Picker Ridden. Thanks, Raymond, for that tip because the bugs here are fucking crazy. I'm also incredibly grateful for the Waze app because I don't know how to get anywhere. Mm. Even mm. in Los Angeles that I lived for 20 years, like so, so much of the time I'd still have to use the Waze. Waze is AI, right? Yeah, and it tells you how to get there faster because traffic was such a biatch. Mm -hmm. People in Texas are like, oh, the traffic's so bad in Austin. I'm like, you don't know traffic. You and I have very different definitions of traffic. Mm. I'm like, oh, it slowed me down for five minutes. That's not traffic. That's called, I think you hit a stoplight. Or maybe there was just someone was a looky lure and you just moved right along. Hmm. In LA, traffic means like it slows you by an hour. Just FYI. Okay. Question number three. Oh, yes. wait, what's your trivial thing? Sorry. Uh, the pressure cooker. I love oh. the pressure cooker. And, you know, the reason being is that you can make things very quickly mm -hmm. with it. But my my favorite thing that I never used to make before, and now I do because I have a pressure cooker, is black beans. Mm. I, I know it's trivial, but mm -hmm. I really enjoy making a pot of Sean black beans. Sean loves the Instapot. Yeah, it's fantastic. Amazing. To open up all these new worlds. Mm -hmm. Sean loves to cook. Okay, number three. What was the last time a personal friend or loved one said they were thankful for having you in their life? You, last night. Ching. Ching. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Amazing. Okay. Says, I hope you have a good weekend. Until next time.
the Right Honorable David Redacted, Prime Minister of OTD Land, OTDM Land, or whatever we're going to call it. Thanks, David. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you for keeping us updated and entertained. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're appreciated. Very appreciated. Okay. Do we have time for one more or should we call it? One more. What time? One ten. Okay. Let's see. Unless you want to call it. No, we'll do one more. We have an audio from Tom from Virginia on chiropractors and massage stories. I'm very interested because I'm new to this, not to massages, but I'm new to this chiropractor snap crackle pop world. The cult of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what he has to say as it looks. Hello, Katie and Sean. Tom, your Virginia correspondent. Uh, on the tippy taps. Dog Whitey's all wound up and bouncing around, so there will be plenty of tippy tap here for you, Katie. I love it. Just want to address some of the stuff on the podcast today about back problems. Mm -hmm. I see a chiropractor for neck pain. Guess it was induced by all the heavy benches I've taken over the years. They are a legit medical professional. Like you said, they're a doctor of chiropractic medicine. They're not an Mm -hmm. MD or a DO, but they are a legit doctor. And I know this because my buddy Jeff that does my adjustments has told me all about it. They go through medical school and they study anatomy just like other doctors do. But It's almost like physical therapists too. Um, I have a couple people in my life who are physical therapists and I went to one in Santa Monica. And then remember at my high school reunion, Andy, one of uh, like guys I grew up with, he's a physical therapist in Spokane. Took me a minute to remember. And I was t- telling him because my chicken wing had just been healed. And when he says he was a physical therapist, I was like, oh, that's amazing. And they go to pretty much medical school, but they just don't make as much money. Mm. So it's, I think sometimes there are these like, I don't want to call them lesser than, but not not the traditional form of a doctor, but are still like helpful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Back to the Back to the audio. Here's the kicker on them. A true chiropractor will tell you that if they adjust you, that puts you in the best position for good health. Not, hey, you need to keep coming in. I'll take care of any possible health problem. That's BS. Mm. So if they tell you, hey, I'm going to adjust you, it's going to put you in the best position for good health. They're legit. Okay. Not this, well, you know, you need to keep coming back and, you know, will be preventing problems and all this other jazz. Mm. It just puts you in the best position for good health. And the guy that I have, he says, hey, come back when you need me. If you need me tomorrow, come back tomorrow. If mm-hmm. you need me six weeks from now, come back six weeks from now. And that, it's worked out. That's kind of what my guy said is come back whenever you need to. But when I first went, he said um, it might take a couple of adjustments for you to start feeling relief. And I don't know if that's right or not, Tom, but he... He didn't say like I had to keep coming back this, but he said I would, I think for, because I was so out of whack because my legs were like, um, he thought it would take me stretching Mm. and doing some things and then coming back a couple of times before I started to feel full relief. But I don't know if that's right or wrong. He didn't act like I need to continue coming forever and ever. He just thought that in order to like alleviate my pain, which was pretty bad, that I would have to come back a few times. Really good for me. Mm Mm-hmm. As for massages, I've never had massage therapy. 
I'm not one of those guys that likes to be touched by strange people, so <laughs> that's why I had to get into that. it. Now, I do have a couple funny stories about massages, though. I weighed in at a meet about 10 years ago, and the room where they did weigh-ins was the masseuse's room at this gym. Okay. Anyway, the girl that's weighing me in at the time was the strongest woman in the world. Wow. Well... She's got this big, deep voice. She's like, oh, okay, buddy, uh, take off whatever you need to to make weight. Oh. And I'm old school. I mean, the rules say you weigh in in your underwear, so I stripped down to my boxer shorts. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Here I go to get up on the scale, and she's sitting facing the other direction. There is a wire from the scale that goes to a monitor on the desk. We do that with eating disorder patients. Uh, blind weigh-ins, they call them. Okay. Um, she's doing it out of respect for him because if he was going to get naked, she's turned her back. But when in the eating disorder clinic, we the scales you stand on the scale, but you don't see anything. You have we have it over with us, so we can see the weight, but you can't. Mm. Just because otherwise, some people's brains will go. La, 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 la. I've heard of cheating before, um, mm -hmm. wrestling matches or, or uh, fight matches, mm -hmm. where so they two people hold the towel to like for modesty so that the audience oh. doesn't see you and then you put i think you use you put your hands on the towel as well and you can kind of use that to like take some of the pressure off the scale oh, the weight. so you oh. weigh a little less oh interesting yeah, this doesn't sound trick. he's old school yeah tom's i'm straight. not saying that tom is cheating i'm saying that's that, interesting like, and tom's probably heard well let's see but he, yeah. i'll see if he tells us we don't have much left on his thing but um yeah interesting I'll be damned if she doesn't turn around and start checking me out. And I said, God damn, what am I going to do if she says, get up on that massage table, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, because she's the strongest person in the world. You just have to say, anyway, I'll be going now. <laughs> story number two is about a girl here that does it locally. Mm. I don't know her, but she's a fucking gorgeous blonde. And I get a random Facebook request from her. Uh -oh. on a Sunday morning. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to start chatting with this girl. She's she's something to look at. Well, the girl's kind of shy. And Doing your best flirting on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, she must have found out you you do like your pro lifting thing, I'd mm -hmm. assume, you know. Okay. Kind of taking a while to get back to me. And I said, well, I, I'm just going to get to the point here. I'm going to say, hey, uh, I want to go out with you. If you're up for having a drink together, mm -hmm. shoot me your number back. Well, that's not she to be just proofs on me. Yeah. And I mean, oh. although she was shy, we had a pretty good conversation going. That's weird. I said, you know, something's funny. Meanwhile, the guys at work, they're eating up this story. They said, man, you getting free massages yet, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I tell her, hey, um, Either you're just ignoring me or you're the biggest player I've ever met in my life. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, little Tom philosophy here. In the mm -hmm. dating world, you owe another person an up or down vote. You don't ghost on them. Yep. You don't ignore them. Just tell them how you feel. I mean, it ain't the end of the world. Shit, the prettiest men, or I'm sorry, the prettiest girls and the most handsome men out there, they... They all been shot down, so I agree. Dag on, it's just part of it. Anyway, that's enough from your Virginia correspondent here. Whitey and I want to wish everybody the best in twenty twenty three. So.
Tom from Virginia is always happy to see you. Oh, Thanks, good to hear Tom. You. Yeah. That's a good philosophy. I uh, agree. A lot of fish in the sea. Have you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemount High? Mm, been a long, long time. Yeah, one of the characters, he, he's he's a dog. You know, he's mm. always uh, he's putting it out there. And yeah. you know, you're bound to get a response back. You have to put yourself out there to... And I do believe, like, Tom, up or down vote. Because even when I wasn't interested in people, like, when we first started dating, um, I'd gone on a date with uh, two guys by the name of Kevin. <laughs> And nothing, it was just like one or two dates, nothing significant, nothing serious. But when we started dating and I knew I wanted to date you like exclusively, I called them and said, I'm, you know, I'm not interested because they one had texted and said like, hey, want to go dinner next Friday or something? And I was like, no, you know, and I think you need to be honest with people versus this whole ghosting where you just essentially we just don't communicate. And I feel like that's really rude. And I think it, it doesn't, I know it's uncomfortable, but it don't it will actually make it less uncomfortable for like a shorter period of time of discomfort. Do you know what I mean? Because if I call and say, oh, I'm not interested of dating someone, you know, and I want to see where this can go, at least then they know and they know it's not them. You know, it's not like they did. Because even I said to the guys, I'm like, I didn't, it's not that I didn't have a good time with you. I just am more interested in this person. And I know that that can be hurtful, but at least I'm being honest. And it wasn't me saying like, it was because you did blah, blah. No, I was just trying to be kind, trying to be clear and both of them were like shocked that I did that and didn't know what to say. They were like, oh, I've never, never had somebody um, <laughs> tell Last me. Last person told me they were moving to Yemen. Right? I know, right? But, and I even said, I'm like, well, I respect you enough as a person to not like leave you hanging like I should explain, you know? And I, I agree with Tom, up vote, down vote. Perfect. Got to be nice to people. We're all doing the best we can. And it just depends on what you're interested in what they're you know dating's tricky because just because someone else cares about you doesn't mean you're going to care about them i I agree you know and it was uncomfortable it's not like i looked forward but i i'm of the belief usually when it comes to things like that just rip the bandit just fucking do it i I was walking actually to yoga class and i was like by the time i get to yoga i will have called both and i just was done 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 in like 15 minutes (laughs) boom no more discomfort (laughs) amazing Mm mm-hmm all right and then we hung out that weekend it was great that's you know it's fantastic that's like what 15 years ago wow time flies maybe more because i don't know it's when we first started dating i don't remember 16 years yeah 35 years i don't know (laughs) time flies oh wait yeah Yeah, yeah. crazy crazy Uh, okay you guys have a wonderful weekend thanks for listening like i said send in your letters about like words if you call a certain thing like we said instead of calling it garbage disposal if you're from Canada you call it a garburator I wonder if all Canadians do that or a q-tip you know mm-hmm. or, or a cotton, cotton swab what do you call or, it in your country yeah do you have something like that send it in also chiropractor story all the other things recipes things we've been saying send them in we will get through your letters slowly but surely have a wonderful weekend we'll see you guys next time bye bye bye